Hey y'all, this is Dick Darren from StraightHustling.com. Are you a hunter or just like to target shoot and have a good time? Then you need to check out Freedom Munitions. You can find a link to Freedom Munitions at the bottom of StraightHustling.com. I can't say enough good stuff about Freedom Munitions. It's where I buy my own ammo, great prices, you buy directly online, and it's shipped to your doorstep. It doesn't get any better than that. You can sign up for their email specials and check out their brass buyback program. So please click the link at the bottom of our site, straighthustling.com, takes you directly to Freedom Munitions, and get your hustle on. Let's get on with the show. Hey, this is Sean Henry joining Straight Hustling. Can't wait to talk some hockey with the guys. The crazy thing on my list. I'll be either coming back or giving St. Peter a kiss. No, I ain't scared. I ain't afraid. Might be the last word you hear me say. Hello, uh, this is Sean Henry. How are you? Hey, good. How you doing, Sean? This is Dick, and I got Stu with me. How's it going, Sean? All right, Sean? great start being late. Oh, no, that's all right. We know how y'all executives are. Now, you know, I promise I'm never late for anything, except I also never schedule phone calls, ever. <laughs> hey, Do I forget? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, well, man, that's, uh, I'm glad you came on. It's cool. We got the president of the Predators on here. It's very exciting. So how things going today there? Yeah, I think it's going to be better. Nice day out. We got a game tonight at 6. I love those East Coast games. And a game again tomorrow. We got that uh, back-to-back's important. We get in, that insatiable greed to watch our games. And uh, today's a fun day, though. We're uh, actually having a going-away party for Jeff Kogan, our CEO. We have a lot of fun things in store to have some fun with his career and his personality. Oh, nice. So there's an opening for me. <laughs> there might be. There might be. You know, uh uh, rumor has it I'd be filling that position, but I guess uh, uh, a new competition. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take your position. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look forward to uh, that interview. I'm easy to work with, so I'm not. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, man, I wanted to thank you for coming on, and I uh, wanted to kind of get your thoughts on the Predators' season so far this year, about a quarter of the way through, and they're they're like on the top half of the Central Division. So how you feeling so far? Well, you know, the top half, you're not very good at math, I don't think, are you? Uh, no, I'm not, but don't count that against me on the interview. <laughs> now, it's been a fun year so far. You know, last year, it was good to, uh, you know, have that great regular season we had. And obviously, the playoffs didn't end the way we wanted. You know, you end up losing to the Stanley Cup champions. So that's something to hold on to, but we wanted to go a lot further. And the most exciting part about our summer was all we did was kind of retool a little bit, you know, bringing a you know, good veteran, but resign the core of the team. Where our fans, our players, our coaching staff, all of our employees are really looking to this year as, okay, let's start out fast, you know, let's get it going, and let's uh, get to the place where we want to be. And this team sure has not disappointed. I mean, we're sitting – we've played the fewest games, I think, in the Central Division. So, you know, the points are a little bit deceiving. Um, when you look at how many games we have in hand on those in front of us, you know, we're sitting at the top of the league, top of our conference, and, you know, uh, right there with um, – the Blues in, in, in our division. So yeah. it's an exciting time. It really is. But the best part about it is how we're winning games. Last year was a great example. Or last year. Last week is a great example. You know, we had um, a five-game homestand. We lose the first one to the Blues 4 nothing, And I love when our fans get angry when we lose. I mean, I really do. <laughs> you know, they're leaving thinking, oh, my gosh, we've got to trade half the team. This is awful. What's going to happen? And then, uh, you know, we know we have four more games at home. And, 
you know, the second game, uh, we get down, I think, three to one. We come back and win the game seven five. So that style of game was just this wide open offensive flare back and forth. And it was a lot of fun. Thursday, you come back and you have this defensive stranglehold, you know, that we end up getting a point out of them. You know, we lose in the shootout, but you get a point out of it. But very defensive minded, low shot counts on both sides, kind of the whole middle's clogged up. And then on Saturday, you know, we have a seven nothing, you know, blowout game where we combine uh, the best of Thursday and Tuesday where, you know, we throw all that offense out there, but we're also really, really responsible defensively. And then uh, we play just this grudge match game against the Ducks just this last Tuesday, like a playoff game almost, and went three to two. So it was pretty neat to see four completely different styles of the opponent we're playing and, you know, come out victorious on three of them and get a point on another one. So yeah, it shows what type of team we have. You know, Peter Laviolette and the team and Phil Housley and, and Coach Kennedy, they are um, they're ready. They're ready to go. Yeah. Well, man, don't hold this against me. I'm from Chicago, but, uh, that's all right. It's a good place to be from. <laughs> and, uh, I used to watch some hockey sometimes on TV, but didn't ever really, you know, never really got into it too much watching on TV. But then when I moved to Nashville and I actually went to a game, I did sit in the very back, but even in the very back, it was great seats. And man, it is so much different being there in person than, than, than watching on TV. And, you know, it really drags you into the game and makes you almost like a part of it. It's really yeah, it does. What's cool about our building is, you know, and I've said this everywhere I've worked, you know, there are no bad seats. And it didn't matter if I put you behind a column, I'd still say that. But our building's a little bit different because you know, it was really built from the fans' perspective out, you know, 20 years ago. And it was built for events. It was built for concerts. No one a sports team would come. But because it's a smaller venue and it's very intimate, you really are close to the action almost no matter where you sit, which makes it a really fun place to be in a loud building. Yeah, so if someone hasn't been to a game here in Nashville, what can you tell them to make sure or make them come out and experience it? Because I know when I did, it really changed my view of it, and I really became a fan then. Well, if someone hasn't, they live in Smashville, they haven't been to a game yet, I don't even <laughs> want to talk to them. What's wrong with that? Uh, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, there's still a lot of people that haven't. And that's you know where all of our marketing and, and uh, youth hockey and fan development work goes. Um, but we like to do we, we try to bring people in. You know, we have um, – we try to break down every barriers in coming to the game by working with our partners. Um, you can get into a game for $15. You know, yeah. So resources shouldn't be there. We work with a lot of our different uh, promotional partners as well. They do good programs from, you know, from Nissan to AT&T to, you know, Kroger, you know, uh, McDonald's. And a way to really reduce that, you know, that uh, entry fee, which is important. You know, when you're trying something you're not really passionate about yet, but you've heard some things about it, we know once you come to a game, you're going to have a really good time. And the odds of us getting you back are tremendous. Yeah. You come to two games, you're definitely coming to three. And, and what we say, once you get to three games, you are now hooked. You <laughs> are a hockey fan. You're a Predator fan. Because, as you know, you, you know, you said you were just here. Our fans have created such a cool, unique atmosphere in this building. It's just a fun place to be. The hardest thing to catch up with is not the rules of the game. That's very simple. Even though we call our rules some weird names. But the hardest thing is learning the chance because you want to belong. You want to be on your feet. You want to be cheering. You want to be hugging that stranger next to you, you know, while uh, intimidating the, the opposing fan base yeah. or the uh, players. Yeah, I was even going to say, even before you get into the arena, just the fans outside and the atmosphere outside is pretty electric and just cool, you know. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, when the building was built uh, 20 years ago, it was, it was Mayor Bredesen, then Mayor Bredesen, then became governor, his vision to, to re-energize Broadway and change what Broadway was. 
Um, you know, 20 years ago, Broadway was not a place you walked down. You didn't stroll. You didn't pop in and out of places. It really wasn't a safe place to be. Uh, but I'm so glad he put the building where he did. And look what Broadway's become now. Oh, yeah. Whether you go into a honky-tonks or not or the restaurants or bars, you park all around our building. And just walking to the building, it, it's electric. You build up your energy. And then uh, when you hit our plaza on a Saturday night with the bands playing, you know, kind of a festival going on outside, you know, drinks out there, video boards, and you pop into the building, it just continues. And, you know, everything we do is because of our fans' energy, and we build off of that. And we always say our game entertainment experience is built by our fans. It's our job just to try to capture it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody we talk to asks, you know, asks us about Nashville. Nashville's changed so much over the last few years. Every night is just a live downtown Nashville. Now, there's, it's just amazing how it is right now. It, it really is amazing. It's just, you can go on a Monday in February when nothing's going on yeah. at 11 o'clock and, and, you know, every restaurant and, and bar are, you know, kind of full. And then by four or five o'clock, they're, they're packed. And that doesn't happen anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a fan here, one of y'all's season ticket holders. She's, uh, She's one of y'all's top fans, I think, Crystal Shelton. She wants us to ask you about the Lexus Lounge and what is that all, right. all about and when she's going to get a permanent membership. Well, you know, Lexus Lounge is sold out, something we're pretty excited about. <laughs> but um, we like selling tickets, so um, we can do that. But, you know, the lounge experience, and when we look at our strategy of ticketing, we want to make sure that we always have one of the most affordable tickets um, in the league. You know, again, we want to break down the barriers, as I said earlier. But to do that, you also have to generate the revenue so we can compete with the biggest markets in the NHL. And the Lexus Lounge really enabled us on hockey games, at least, to really alter the experience that uh, about 500 of our ticket holders have. You know, the first two rows and then another 200 seats um, in the building that they get to buy into it and really delivers something that's so cool, so electric. You know, the players enter the ice through the, the club itself. And so before the game, during the game, after the game, oh, nice. it's an all-inclusive buffet, you know, uh, you know, fun bar options. Uh, that's inclusive as well. But it's really given us something that this community doesn't, didn't have at all. The first club like that, I actually had the good fortune of being a part of when we created it in Tampa. This takes it up a whole nother notch. And then when you look at the other events that we do, from CMAs to SEC events to all of our concerts, again, it allows us to provide an entertainment option that uh, really spoils people. And at the same time, while we're driving that incremental revenue out of that club, it allows us to still offer $15, $19, $23 tickets in other parts of the building. Yeah. So that's that's the real uh, initiative behind it. But it also makes every event we do a little bit different, a little bit better. Um, you know, we took storage areas and converted it on the floor. And now when you walk, you know, talk to the Women's Final Four group or the SEC or the CMTs or CMAs, you know, some of the events that choose to be here, where you know, people are bidding for those events across the globe, but they choose to be here in Nashville. It's clubs like that that help you know, keep our building new, if you will, despite its age. Yeah, I hope I can experience that one day, man. You have to sneak me I in. I hope so, too. <laughs> hey, you mentioned the rules a second ago, and, I, and I'm not real big on the rules, but isn't um, offsides, isn't that just like a fast break? Well, offside is a violation of a fast break. So, you know, basically if uh, a player, offensive player, as you're going towards the net, if they cross that blue line before the puck does, it's offside. Yeah. The puck has to go into the zone before a player does. So, But a lot of times it does happen on a fast break, especially if it's going to be a two-on-one or two-on-oh. You know, the, the guy without the puck gets a little bit excited, if you will, yeah. and jumps the line before the puck. Let's get rid of that rule and let him run nuts. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of talk all the time about our rules, size of nets, goalie pads, whatever it may be. 
And I like the fact that we look at our game, you know, throughout every season and, you know, examine are there changes that should come. You know, David Poyle, our GM, you know, um, probably the most respected GM in the NHL, has the second most wins in the history of the NHL. Um, when he goes to our GM meetings, which are a few times during the year, they look at every rule. They look at what's happening in the game. At the same time, you don't want to change rules, you know, all the time because, you know, there's some integrity to the game. But I think it's important to examine certain things. And, you know, over the past, I don't know, 25 years, you know, the two-line pass violation, we got rid of that. Um, you know, we, we change where the lines are on the ice to try to create a more exciting game, not such a lockdown game. Uh, created the uh, trapezoids behind the goalie nets, you know, so the goalie's not really playing the puck outside of, you know, that 360 area from his crease. So uh, mm. you, you tinker with it from time to time. Yeah. But there's some history you want to keep intact, too. Yeah. Hey, Sam, how exciting is it to have the All-Star game coming to Nashville this year, unless they Smashville? It's incredible. You know, the best part about having the All-Star game, and it's really two fronts for us, maybe three fronts. The first is when this team almost left in 07, you had the governor, you know, Governor Bredesen, who was the mayor when the team came here, a brand-new mayor and Mayor Dean, and our fans rallied around and said, no, this is our team. It's not leaving. And uh, then you had Tom Segrin head up our local ownership group. that were They were all day one season ticket holders. They were fans that said, you know what, we love this city. We built our businesses here. Let's buy the team so we can keep it here. So it was a partnership from, you know, the, the capital, the city, our fans, and our owners to keep it here. And it really is an acknowledgement of the NHL and Gary Bettman, our commissioner, to say, you know what, this is a great community, it's a great hockey city, and the success that we've had the past few years in really changing our business and, and you know, competing with the biggest and the best in the league, it's an acknowledgement of him and a thank you from him to say, you know, here you go, here's your uh, reward, if you will. Yeah. From the Predators' perspective, it's even bigger than that. You know, we talked a little bit ago about um, how to bring new fans into our game, into our building. Now, here's an opportunity to celebrate what I think is the best game in all sports and have some fun with the All-Star game. And in a lot of cities, the All-Star game is a spectacular event. You know, I go virtually every year with my family. It's a trip that we try to make. And it's a great weekend. You know, it starts on Thursday or Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Everything's contained inside. You need a ticket for for the most part. We looked at it and said, here's our opportunity, knowing that the only people that can get tickets for the All-Star game are our season ticket holders or partners from around the league or other teams. How do we make this experience something bigger and better for Smashville as a whole and create an environment where everybody wants to come on down and they have something to enjoy? So we created uh, what I call the clashing of the CMA Festival with hockey. <laughs> and uh, we're opening an outdoor rink uh, mid-December. You know, This is not going to be a three-day celebration for us. This is going to be a seven-week celebration for us. Oh, nice. So we opened the uh, outdoor rink in Hilton Park right across the street, which is transforming into Bridgestone Winter Park. That opened December 12th, which is on the same day. We have a basketball game in the morning. We have Auburn and MTSU playing, and a hockey game that night. First time in franchise history, we're doing a doubleheader of different events, which is unique unto itself. And then the uh, rink and the park start developing, coming more and more alive as we get closer to the uh, end of January for the All-Star Week. And then we erect a stage right outside the Country Music Hall of Fame, closing down to Mumbry and closing Fifth Avenue, and creating this campus between Bridgestone Winter Park the stage fan fest is going to be at the convention center, which we could not have gotten the all-star game if it weren't for, you know, the building of the new convention center. Yeah. Um, and the best part about the fan fest, it used to be you bought a ticket for Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday and you use your ticket. Once you were in, you're in. Once you left, your ticket was dead. 
because of everything we're doing outside, we worked with the NHL to say, let people in and out as they come. So if you come downtown on a Friday, you can go into FanFest, come back outside, skate, see an incredible concert, which we haven't announced where they're going to be yet, but the concerts are free. The parties are free that are going to be outside. You'll have to pay to skate, but, you know, it'll be a fun thing. But you can come down for, you know, six, seven, eight, ten hours and just have a great time from experiencing FanFest to the outdoor concerts, that live energy to skating under the stars. So Man. it's going to be a lot of fun for us. Man, it sounds very cool. I'm going to have to get down there. I'll definitely. We've got to gig up on skates. There's nothing like skating outside. And, you know, there's so many people live in Nashville that never have before. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, we're also doing a youth hockey tournament from around uh, North America. Virtually every NHL city is represented with two or three teams. And we're going to use A-Game, Centennial, and, of course, Ford Ice Center. And then we'll have some fun with them on the outdoor rink as well. Because it's really a pond. It's not a full um, uh, hockey rink, but um, it'll remind people of shinny hockey and pickup hockey and the way a lot of people learned how to play. Yeah. And I like what you're saying there. You know, you got this all-star weekend and you got the the season ticket holders and all your partners and you want them to enjoy it, but you also want everybody else to come enjoy it too. And that's what I want to kind of talk about is the Predators and they do a lot of work to help Nashville community and and uh, have involvement for veterans and various charities. You got any kind of efforts that are ongoing right now that you can even talk about? Yeah, and again, you know, we're proud of a lot. I always say oh, we're most proud of this, we're most proud of that. But when you look at our foundation and uh, the work that we try to do, and, and we're, I'm pretty humbled by the success that we have with it. You know, last year we gave out over a million dollars in cash and about two million dollars of in-kind services, which I think is more than any sports team in the country. Or at least let someone prove me wrong on that. I, I believe it's true. Uh, but even better than that. We engage with our entire roster, every single player on our team, every coach, every trainer, every equipment guy, every employee in our organization donates about 40 hours to community service a year, which generates, you know, our goal is to do about five, 6,000 hours a year, you know, donate to the community. Last year we did over 7,000 hours of community service hours from our employees and our players. And that's amazing. We work with about 600 different um, charity organizations, nonprofits in, you know, the greater area. And the touch and the reach that we have can allow us to, you know, change the community while talking about hockey. And our goal is to leverage the passion our fans have for our logo and our brand, um, to raise some dollars and bring attention to causes that need it. And, and again, really change the community. One of the biggest initiatives that, uh, we really kicked off and are involved in is an organization called MEND, M-E-N-D. And it's an offshoot of the YWCA. It's basically an initiative to have men and domestic violence, so mend. And we're very involved in that. You know, it's a, it's a, probably the thing that doesn't get talked about enough, but, you know, one in four women will be physically abused. One in six will be sexually abused. Let those numbers sink in a little bit. And yeah, scary. Yeah. Staggering. I mean, we're the it city. But imagine if we're the it city that's the safest city for women in the country. So I love bold goals. You know, our goal as a corporation and organization is to be the best venue in America built around the Stanley Cup team. Anything short of that, we fail. Yeah. Now, as we pursue that goal, we're going to hit levels that we never thought we could before, and we are right now. But it's the same thing with our men's goal. The goal is to end violence against women. Now, is that going to happen this year? Of course not. Is it going to take five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? I don't know. But as long as we make that our goal and we push the envelope and work as hard as we can, we're going to change that one in four number to maybe one in 15, one in 30, one in 50. And, you know, every time we change where those numbers are, it's, it's you know, fewer women that are being yeah. affected. And, you know, domestic abuse touches the whole family. So it's something that's very, very uh, core to us. 
just as our 365 fund is, which is a play on Shea Weber and Pecorine's numbers and the fact that it's a 365-day fight against uh, cancer. You know, we raised money. We donated $400,000 to Monroe Carroll Junior Hospital last year for facilities and research. And then Shea and Pekka uh, each have a suite where they bring kids that are suffering uh, from cancer, a fight they shouldn't be in, um, and treat them with a the night, let them forget about the needles and the pain and the treatment for a night. And no matter what happens that game, win or lose, no matter what kind of game they both have, all those kids go down to the locker room and they hang out with them and, and meet and greet with them, which is pretty special. Um, so those two initiatives are kind of core, the larger initiatives that we do, but then you know, we touch everything. You know, we yeah. just built our fifth playground through Kaboom uh, a couple of weeks ago, which is always a lot of fun. You know, again, you're taking a part of a community that, you know, kids don't have a lot of options in, in certain areas. It's our job to change that. And without fail, you give a kid two options, a good option and a bad option, they're going to choose the good one each and every time. Yeah. It's when they don't have that good option that, unfortunately, you know, make some bad choices. Yeah, man, there's so many things y'all got going on like that. And the, the money you're raising is just amazing. And just the things you're doing with all the kids and the veterans, man, that's why you're really going to have a permanent home in Nashville. And I know that you could talk all day probably on all the charity stuff <laughs> you guys are doing. And you can go to the website and see all that also. And it's true. That, that's very and, again, cool. from an arrogant standpoint, I love saying – we do more than any other sports team. I want someone to say, that's not true. We do more because <laughs> yeah. I'd celebrate them too. You know, sports franchises have a unique opportunity to really do something special because of, you know, the, the sheer volume of attention we garner. Yeah, exactly. And with, uh, like you said, with getting the whole organization involved down to the guys in the locker room handing out towels to do community service, man, that just shows dedication and people that are really inspired to work for the Predators operation. Yeah, and, and, you know, selfishly, what that's created is we have a pretty cool work environment. And I don't know if that was always the case here. You know, we had a lot of silos. You had people that only worked in the arena or they thought, people that only worked in business of hockey, people that only worked in hockey operations. We tore down all those walls and the silos to say we're all one, whether it's the circus or the Grateful Dead or a hockey game. It's all one event. And you know, Our fans are our fans. Our partners are our partners. We've got to come together. But I'll tell you, that community involvement that we did is really the glue that brought all that together. Because now you get to know people. You know, we have lawyers getting to know our operations guys, operations guys getting to know our accountants and players and their families much better when you're out there building a playground together, you know, painting a fence at Cottage Cove, going over and, you know, mentoring a child or, you know, giving out 10,000 pairs of shoes with souls for souls. You get to know people differently and better. And that just makes the work environment a little bit more fun. Yeah. Y'all assemble a great team, man. Yeah. We're, we're proud of it. Still a lot of work to do. You know why? Because we haven't hit our ultimate goal yet. Yeah. So, and that's going to be a fun party when we do. Well, don't leave us out of that one. We won't. We won't. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, you'll have everybody there, I'm sure. So I wanted to ask one thing. Outside of hockey, what's your favorite sports team personally outside of hockey? Well, I'm a big baseball guy, too. You know, I grew up, probably like you guys, I like all sports, loved all sports. Yeah. You know, I had an opportunity to kind of play everything growing up, and I uh, grew up in New York. So I'm um, a big Yankee fan. I'm still waiting for them to call and invite me to play shortstop. But <laughs> each year, I think the odds get a little bit less and less. Um, so I'm a big Yankee fan, as uh, my, my all my kids are, except my bad son, who's a Cardinal fan. And uh, I used to work for the Rams, so I was in St. Louis for a few years. I guess I tainted them. And a uh, real big Giants fan as well. So, uh, again, all my good kids are Giants fans, except that same bad kid, the Rams fan. <laughs> and my wife is still a delusional Lions fan. But uh, <laughs> and we love all sports, but obviously hockey's core. 
Yeah, you know, right. Everything we do at center of us, you know, all my kids play and, you know, play a lot of sports. But, um, they're, you're hard pressed for us not to be at at least, I don't even know, three or four hockey games a week, whether we're home or away, you know, tonight nice. my son has practice. And I think last weekend we had a game on Thursday. My son had a game on Friday. We had a game on Saturday. My son had two games on Sunday. And then we were laughing. I think we saw, I don't know, eight games that week. But, uh, you know, sports are kind of center of our life and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. It's our social life, good or bad. I mean, kids are involved with a lot of other things, too. Yeah. Big Yankee fan, big Giant fan, but I'm also a big Titans fan. Okay, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I love uh, Team Smashville, as I call it. And uh, when I was in Tampa, when I got there, the Bucks were the worst team in football. We, the Lightning were the worst team in hockey. The Rays were the worst team in, in uh, baseball. And just a couple of years, it was pretty neat. The Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. The next year, we won the Stanley Cup. Uh, three years later, four years later, the Rays were in the World Series. It changed the sports landscape. It made a loser city, if you will, into just this dynamic place to be for 10 years. Can you imagine if we were in the playoffs the same year that the uh, Titans were? You know, they were in the playoffs in January. We're revving up to our hunt for the playoffs. If we both have a long run, it'll really be great. And that's why I'm a, I'm a pretty big Titans fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope the Giants and the Titans play in the Super Bowl. And then I have to make a choice, but I think I'd still root for Team Smashville. I'm thinking the Patriots are going to be there again. But that's just, Who? <laughs> so I'm thinking the Patriots are going to be there again. I don't, man. The Patriots are a hollow team. Always have been, always oh, will be, like every Boston team. Can't stand any Boston team. <laughs> well, and remember, I'm... every time the Patriots play the Giants, and, and when it matters, who wins? The Giants. So the NFL really wants to go after uh, the Patriot organization, and, and uh, they're spying, and they're deflate gate. You know what they got to do? They gotta bring Eli Manning in to defeat him. <laughs> That's what we gotta do. He's our kryptonite, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out two and zero in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, right. Well, man, I know you're super busy. I just got a couple left for you. I, I noticed your yeah. your Twitter handle is the president, so I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, you know, my son, my younger son, the good sports fan, he uh, is probably the most creative social media guy out there. Unfortunately, he's only 15, so we can't employ him. <laughs> and uh, as soon as we moved here, I didn't know what Twitter was. He came up with that. He said, you got to get on Twitter, Dad. you got to do it. And uh, so I did, and he, he created the name. It's been a lot of fun. It's a fun way to connect directly with your fans. Yeah. Too much so sometimes, um, you know, because I can't answer all my tweets. And I don't tweet during games. You know, I like to talk oh, yeah. to people. So So when you uh, move up to the CEO, are you passing the president's Twitter handle down to the next guy? Well, fortunately, I'm I'm uh, going to be CEO and president, so oh. that was kind of a core factor. Because I I, I would have turned down the promotion if I had to give my Twitter handle away. <laughs> and I tried a lot of different names. You know, Pred CEO didn't, but it just doesn't work. You know, so you got to keep that title. Oh, yeah, that's perfect, man. Yeah, I like it. So, what's it take to get uh, our straight hustling underneath the ice out there? Underneath the ice? <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, we we love partners. You, uh, I'll send you a proposal tomorrow if you want one. Oh, I know that's right. Very integrated marketing plans. We could have you guys blown up across the country. You know, it's every one of our games and you know plays to an international audience, and uh, you, know, you want to see uh, thirty, forty, fifty million people seeing your uh, logo every single game. We can make it happen. Man, that'd be insane. <laughs> oh man, I can't even imagine. You when... can't imagine. We'll build a program for you. <laughs> Oh, you're talking me into it already. Go get a loan. <laughs> That's our job. That's all we do. We're a sales marketing company. Man, we know a ton of bands, and uh, so how do the and I see you got bands there playing all the time. How do the bands get chosen to play there at the arena for, during the games? 
Uh, during hockey games or for regular events? Uh, just like the hockey games is what I'm talking about. You know, Brian Campbell is our uh, director of uh, game entertainment and operations, and just does an incredible job. You know, we work with uh, bands. Some directly will send in links, YouTube. Hey, this is who we are. We'll if we don't know who they are, we'll bring them out for an audition. We want to make sure that you know they want to get on, they want to get off. It's something that'll you know fire up our crowd. Um, work very closely with uh, a couple of managers in town, a couple of agencies as well kind of gives some life and also there's that big star power too where you know every three four five games you'll get someone up on that stage that's won 10 15 20 sometimes 100 grammys yeah and uh and our friends at small town rock stars are pretty well wired as well and then our mayor you know uh vince gill is always fun when he jumps up there and you know he'll bring alice cooper out and get up there with them or <laughs> you know the spectrum of, of artists that we have up there from you know, Tiffany from uh, you know, who lives here now from her 80s fame and still out there touring to Charlie Daniels and everything in between. Amazing. All right, man, that's Thanks, perfect. Right. And hey, thank you for spending your time with us and giving us a few minutes. Very appreciate it. We'll let you know when this goes out. This is very cool. We'll look Hi, forward guys. to seeing you. Let me know what else we can do with you. All we'll right? see you at the hockey game, man. Go Preds. I hope. All right, go Preds. All right, we'll thank you. Bye. That's the show. Sean Henry, the president of the Nashville predators right here on straight hustling oh man that's uh it's an honor to talk to him you know just uh if you've never been to a predators game it's kind of like needs to be on your things to do list man it's just so much energy in the whole area get out and go see a game yeah man i'm definitely gonna get i'm ready to go see another one probably in the next couple weeks we'll get down there it's a exciting cool thing to go to during nashville it's always uh it's always electric. Like I said, even when you're walking in outside, it's just like a big party and just makes uh, you know, feel amazing being part of such a cool group and all them Predators shirts and even the opposing fans, even they have a good time coming here. That's what it's all about. And, you know, another good thing, it's always great to hear whenever your, your local sports team in your town is the top uh, – contributor to charities yeah so there's a challenge out there for everybody else you better pick up your game and bring it yeah all y'all uh let's say he doesn't like boston so all y'all bruins fans (laughs) y'all got a lot of work before y'all even can wear our skates (laughs) well all right well thank y'all for listening to the show Stu. tell them where they can find more about straight hustling and y'all be sure to check us out at www.straighthustling.com that's str the number eight h-u-s-t-l-i-n.com we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Periscope. Just watch for us. Uh, leave us comments. As you saw, one of uh, the season ticket fans, Crystal Shelton, got to ask her que- got her question asked straight to the president of the Preds today. We'll do that for anybody, man. Y'all just be sure to check us out. All right, so that's the show. If you ain't hustling, you ain't living. We're out. Fisted, top twisted to a tomboy PBRs. Well, all my boys say, You ain't got a shot, cause her man's tougher than a concrete block. I said, Now give me 30 minutes, we'll be rocking in the parking lot.